you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Go to Organifi.com and use code REALMOMS to get 20% off your order. And I feel like now is the time to break out into song, reunited and And it it feels feels so good. (laughs) Welcome back. Thank you. Everyone wants to know how is life with three? Tell us how you're doing. Tell us all the things about baby Henry, Hank. I'm not, I feel like you're I mean, teetering on what to call him. But. I know we call him like Henry Bear, Bear, Hank. Um, the My oldest, my so I have three boys now. I'm officially a, got the sweep, get your brooms out. Um, three boys. And so the older boys call him Hank. And so I think it's cute. So I call him Hank quite a bit too. But yeah, I kind of teeter. Um, it's been good. I feel like I like a lot of life has happened. So I had a child. My oldest is now in kindergarten. Um, yeah, three is good. I will say for anybody unsure, um, the, the transition wasn't hard. I don't think like it really would like, I still say zero to one is definitely the hardest, but I, um, I would put it on even par with one to two and two to three. So I wouldn't say like two to three was like dramatically easier. Um, and I wouldn't say it was like dramatically harder, um, but it definitely like when you have three on your own, it's, it's a lot. So I would say, think about that before you dive in. Um, but also it's, it's really fun watching the interaction with your kids. And you and I always talk about this and that if you're a one child family and that's what works for you, this is by no means a knock, but I just re- will distinctly remember my aunt saying the best gift you can give your child is a sibling and watching that sibling bond. It just, that always resonates with me. And I know I've told you that and you think of it all the time too. Oh, it's so true. I mean, yeah, it's for me. And again, like no one and done or whatever your story it is, that's like your story. But for the both of us, it's something um, that is really cute to see until it's not cute, but most of the time it's cute. <laughs> As of now it's, it's been cute. So at least I've got, I've got that going. Um, but I am just so excited to dive in. I've been watching Bravo, obviously. I mean, what else are you going to do on maternity leave? But I finally get to talk about it with you. Um, so, I mean, let's, let's dive into Southern charm last night's episode. I I kind of thought that Craig was going to get a dirty edit this season, and I'm not feeling that way. I honestly have been really impressed by Paige and Craig's maturity when it comes to their relationship and the fact that Craig's ex is so present in his life. I am so team Paige. I would be very upset. And listen, I was thinking about this last night. 
I think had we not known that Naomi and Craig, so the, the timeline of this is clearly it's fall. Naomi and Craig hooked up. The t- that timeline is <laughs> a conversation on its own, but in the summer. So it's like yes. fresh. And had that not happened, like let's say they never had that hookup, I think Paige would feel differently. But I'm with her. I would think it's incredibly inappropriate. And anything you'd have to say, you can say it with me next to my man. Like, I don't know. I, Naomi... And, you know, we're watching a show. So, of course, they're going to give us a drama and she's going to pull him aside. But she, I don't know. I'm team Paige on this. I, I would be very bothered by that as well. The pulling aside to me was really odd when there really was no reason to pull aside. It's not like, I don't know, like I'm pregnant or like, uh, I don't know, like, it, like it'd be different if there was like something that she really like privately needed to tell Craig and just felt like it, she didn't want Paige to know. But even that being said, like as a girl, you kind of know that like whatever she's telling Craig, Paige is going to hear this and is going to find out. I just, I, I've been surprised um, by Naomi's response, to be honest. And like, why does she want to be Craig's friend so bad? She was awful to Craig when she was with Matul. I get it that you know, it's partly because she was in a very controlling relationship, but like she, like she's been awful to Craig when he was on the other side. So why does she think now it's going to be different? Yeah, no, I, I just find it very interesting. And then for her to go then hook up with one of Craig's friends, um, which we quickly find out Whitney and Naomi hook up. I'm sure it was more than a make out, um, especially because he stayed the night. Would you, if you were in Craig's shoes, would you be bothered by that? I would be bothered by it because it's, it is, I mean, that is a friend. Um, it's not like just this random guy who occasionally films with them. It, it is a friend. Do you, I saw Danny Pellegrino tweet this and I've been wondering the same thing. Do you think they really hooked up? Like Whitney's kind of not Naomi's type at all. And I just don't, I don't know. I just don't, even the way she was talking about it. Like he I was, think apparently- she did. I feel like she felt incredibly burned by Craig like had this kind of I'm drinking a lot and then just whatever this guy's giving me attention. I don't think yeah. it means anything. I but agree. I kind of do because I mean Craig ripped her a new one. Um and we can, you know, uh Laura and I discussed that last week in detail, but I I do. I think it was kind of like I hate to be like it was a really low boy for Naomi, but I think I, she yeah. just was seeking like I'm hot. I can get whoever I want, even Whitney. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't that that's like the the dynamics don't add up. But and even like they're both like so calm about I don't know even though she like talks about it and he was like she said that he was saying like my mom would love this like I don't I don't know I just feel like it was kind of bizarre. But um, they're obviously not gonna like go on the reunion be like, oh yeah, we made it up for a great episode or for no. a great storyline. I mean, she's so. not gonna benefit anything from that really. She doesn't no. need Whitney's clout. Um, something that I do want someone's take on, and I kind of would like of all the times to get like an angry Bravo Lab tweet, this is one where I'd want it. But Austin is such a dick to Sierra. And oh. he basically just used her, abused her, and goodbye. Like literally used her for revenge, which is so shitty. I also thought it was kind of shitty that like Paige kind of set it up in a way as like a good friend, knowing how upset Sierra was with the Austin Lindsay thing. Why? Like, I don't know. A part of me was like, Paige, let's think about this. Like, I know you're trying to think like, okay, like Austin's not having fun and my friend's in town and they could have fun together and it'd be great if they like 
became a thing, but we know they're not going to. I don't know. Just like the, I was kind of like also upset I'm like that Paige even put it in his ear. But then like Sierra, girl, why? Why you are so much every woman I feel like is better than Austin, but like why, Sierra? Why would you go back to that? I know. And it's, I mean, that's got to feel really shitty. And I, I look forward to winter house. Like it's, it's going to be very interesting. All of this because I did winter house. Yeah. Winter house will come after Southern charm. So I'm sure it's going to be addressed. It's just, we're in this weird like time warp with some of these cast members because we are with them every step of the way. And this is going to be addressed on winter house. I have no doubt. Oh, so I'm yeah. curious to see what happens there. But I thought uh, Taylor, I think it was Taylor. I thought Taylor's assessment of Austin's behavior was perfect. Um, I wouldn't blame Matt. I think he's equally as petty as Madison. I wouldn't yeah. put it all on Madison. But I thought her assessment of they were used to going for tit for tat um, in that toxic relationship. I think Austin loves the drama. Clearly, I mean, he's Mr. Gossip boy on the show. So I wouldn't say it's all Madison. I think he thrives off of it too. What did you think about then Austin telling Craig and Whitney like eavesdropping on the conversation about the whole Naomi hookup? Speaking of him being a gossip boy. I mean, if he's going to excel in being gossip boy, that's an area what I would expect. I I would expect that. Like I would, I would do the same if I were in his shoes. He has more of a le- alliance to Craig, so For sure. and he admitted he's like, this is got twenty four hours. Yeah, it's not going to stay quiet. I so I mean, listen, like we bash on Austin, we can all day long, but I do kind of give him props for his openness to be messy and kind of the gossip boy. Like you yeah. can't. The lesson is you cannot tell Austin anything if you want it to be secret, pretty much. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, And then, so it gets out and Craig isn't necessarily thrilled, obviously, with the whole thing. And I think I kind of see his point. He's like, listen, like bro code, I guess there's some lines where it's a little blurry, but like he and Craig were friends. Craig is very close with the way I judge Whitney's relationships, because Whitney isn't necessarily like a huge part on the show and he wasn't even on it last season. I judge how close people are with Whitney by how close they are with Patricia and Patricia and Craig seem to be pretty close. Like there's uh, when Andy talked about originally winter house was going to be called like winter house, Southern charm or something like that. Or I don't know. I forgot the name was terrible, but Andy went live and then Austin and Craig were with Patricia at her house, drinking vodka and eating caviar, which God signed me up for that. Um, but I feel like, and they were talking about how, how terrible the name was, but I feel like Craig is pretty close with Patricia, um, which I'm guessing is based off of his friendship with Whitney. So I just think it was kind of shitty that he hooked up with Naomi or that Whitney wasn't the one that told him. It could have even been a text because he was off getting this you know, house ready, but he could have said, hey, bro, we just want to let you know in a drunken moment, Naomi and I made out, not sure if there's more to this or not, but I didn't want you to hear it from other people. Like, I think then it would have been a little different. I mean, Whitney is a grown ass man. Like, yeah. let me remind you that he's the same age as Andy Cohen, which is 54. Okay. So 54, <laughs> 54. 54. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, you're not an adult, like that Craig is an adult in any means, but I, I do think as you get older, you have zero fucks given. Like we see this with a lot of our Bravo labs, good or bad. So I would think he could have just sent him that text and yeah. just been done with it. He would have owned it. Craig would have had his like moment with it. And then they would probably be good. 
But um, yeah, and it was kind of weird with Naomi just sitting there in the background while they were talking about this. Oh, at the campfire. I'm yeah, I know. Well, and then so then Shep inserts himself into this and he was like, you know, the laws of attraction and all this. And the thing that I thought was so weird is then he starts, he's like, I have a theory and I like want to share it with you. And so he says to Craig, he thinks that people, the people who knew Craig at his lowest um, that Craig wants to distance himself from those people. I don't know why it jumped to that though. Cause all Craig was saying is he is friends with Whitney and he's a little upset by this. Like it had nothing to do with like, I don't want you people in my life, but his relationship with Shep and Whitney has changed. But I thought it was weird then like he, like that Shep made it this jump to like, now Craig is trying to like, not be friends with them because he's embarrassed by who he was. And so Craig brings up a good point. And I, when we have footage of it and I always felt this way, Shep and Whitney were very awful to Craig. And like half the time, the things they would say to him is you can't live like we do because we have trust funds and you don't. Like I distinctly remember a conversation on a golf course where Shep basically told him that. And so like bravo to Craig for realizing, Hey, these people are kind of toxic in my life. Then if they're just going to sit around and live off their trust funds. And I don't have that. I need to be around people that are going to inspire me. They're going to make me work. They're going to motivate me. I'm also a little bit biased because I think if you've read Craig's book, this conversation that he has with Shep hits very differently. Yeah. A thousand percent. He talks about it in the book and they said, you know, we didn't realize he was so sensitive or whatever. And guys operate very differently than women. Women would, you know, kind of go at it head on a bit more, but I just think Shep loves to bring him down. And I'm like, why are you trying to psychoanalyze? I'm like, Craig was agreeing with the conversation initially. Like he was like, I see you have a point. Like he was very calm. And then it like, then of course, Whitney like joins in and he's like, you're an asshole. And it's like, why would you take that? Why would you want people around your life who treat you like that? Like, I don't, I don't blame him. And you can say what you want about Craig of the past. Like we're allowed to evolve and grow as people. Like, yeah, he was a shithead. And didn't have his shit together. But he also has made strides. And why not just celebrate that instead of going backwards? Yeah, well, and a part of me wants to be like, hey, chef, what have you done? You have a t-shirt line that's called that was called Craig's My Lawyer. Like you made money off of basically what Craig was talking about, which is making fun of him. So like, I don't know, just it's like, I get you have a lot of money and you have the world's most boring cousin, but like, I, I don't know what else you bring to this. But <laughs> oh I, my God. Marcy. That's a dig at Marcy. Why is she on the show? Why? I do not know. I mean, you guys probably saw we beamed it. I just do not understand. And like Laura and I talked about this last week, you know, I do think in the theory of she was casted before she got pregnant to an extent, but even then, I, I mean, I guess also it could be like kind of a delicate thing to be like, okay, you're pregnant. We don't want you anymore. Like that would obviously be very shitty and controversial, but even the amount of screen time she's getting, I'm like, you know, I don't want to watch her folding baby clothes anymore. I was going to say, it's, like, and, it's all boring stuff. It's stuff we've done too, by the way. I'm not like folding baby clothes is not exciting. That's not what I want to be watching. Cause I'm actually folding baby clothes while I'm watching Southern charm. It's kind of like when we were in the middle of COVID watching the housewives in the middle of COVID, it's like, this isn't, this isn't um, entertaining or therapeutic or a release or, you know, a break for me. So yeah, watching Marcy fold baby clothes while I'm actually folding baby clothes. No, thank you. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, we hardly noticed her in the episode, but anyhow, we can go on and on about that. Um, Let's mosey on over to Dubai. 
Okay, let's do it. Dubai. I'm going to be honest. Originally, I was so excited for Dubai. You guys, I stand Caroline Stanberry. Um, this is not the Caroline Stanberry that I was hoping to get. She's trying way too hard. There is no like organic relationships between the women. It all just feels very, it's like a kind of a snooze because it just feels so forced and like, I don't know. And her relationship with Sergio, I just, it's all, I, it's, I don't think it gets another season. I think it gets another season, but Peacock, I think it deserves yeah, another season yeah. should go on Peacock. I honestly, okay. So Caroline had this moment. She was really upset. Her and Chanel went at it and truthfully, um, and going back through the conversation, uh, Caroline was like trying to help Chanel. Like, you know, Chanel was a huge dig and acting like she was more successful than her. And, you know, they're just going back and forth with each other. So she was very upset by the discussion. And so then Sergio has this like James Bond S moment where he shows up to their girls trip on a, um, sea do. Is that what you call it? A sea do. Yeah. Um, and you know, he comes out and he's uh, coming on the beach and I would have found that romantic if he wasn't connected to her all the fucking time. Like, I just think Sergio is, has more of a presence on this show than any house husband, even the Jersey guys. <laughs> like, I mean, he's the friend of, or he actually could be holding, like he could be in the center. It's wild. Oh my God. It's so wild. I just don't, I just don't need that much Sergio. I just, I would love more Caroline on her own and everything that you mentioned. Um, one thing that was like horrifying um, to find out on the show. And I commend Chanel Ion for being so brave and discussing it, but she talks about how she was essentially genitally mutilated at the age of five. Um, she was circumcised um, against her will and kind of was reliving this trauma. She went with Sarah to see a hypnotist and wanted to kind of unpack everything. And I thought it was incredibly brave of her to do so. And she kept being like, you know, I'm a happy person. I'm a happy person. I have like, love my life. Um, but those thoughts trauma. and things yeah. linger for her. So I just, Chanel, like say what you want about her, but I, I do love a housewife who's willing to like go there all of it, you know? Yeah. Agree. You get the snark, you get the sass, you get like, it just helps you understand that person a bit more too. Mm -hmm. Um, just knowing where they've been. Um, so I just thought that was beautiful. Um, and well, it, she's shining light on like a, a bigger problem because it is something that happens, um, in, I'm trying to think of the best word for this. And if I say it wrong, I'm but a little bit less like developed countries, you hear these stories, but I think you hear about it. Um, and maybe it's something that like somebody creates a charity for it. And they're, this is like, you know, what they're trying to do. But then when you actually hear someone tell the story and like talk about it, it just, it hits a lot harder. Yeah. A thousand percent. And she said she wanted to talk about it because she wants to be honest about it. Um, so, I mean, he was, I could imagine too, just like getting intimate was not how shocking that could be. Yeah. Um, and just how, you know, you're, private parts you're yeah. it's like the most like intimate part of you and for that to be taken away like i look at mia she's gonna Eight be to five, five in november yeah. and it like it kills me you know so i have yeah. so much compassion for her um and sharing all of that so that was um although a very dark and sad moment but i also like applaud her for being so brave and sharing her truth and like working through it and bringing awareness to it 
I agree. And, you know, I think it's like one of those things that I hate to say, this is what makes a good housewife, but it's the people who have like, I guess, interesting stories like that, or, you know, stuff that like, I look at Crystal and her eating disorder and Jackie, or, I mean, you just, not that everyone has to have like a dark past, but the people who have it and they go on these shows and they, and they share it, like you said, it, other people then relate to it, whether they've gone through it or not, they applaud the bravery. They respect you for talking about it. I think these are the things that like when shows feel very forced and manufactured, it's like lacking people talking about the, all the parts of their life. And so like, yeah, I commend her for sharing all of it. And I think, I mean, I think prior to this, she was like the making of a great housewife. Um, I think she is an amazing housewife. I just feel like she needs a different caster. It needs something needs to change just so like she can kind of honestly, her and Caroline shouldn't be enemies. They should be like together, like running that group, but yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. So who knows the reunion yeah. can maybe salvage it. I always think of like most recent to memory, like Southern charm season seven as a season oh wasn't that great, but the reunion like salvaged the entire thing. So who knows? So I'm willing to give the women a chance. Um, we're going to take a quick ad break and again, guys, Organifi, we have a 20% off discount for you guys to try it. I love it. I've showed on our stories recently of just me using it. I love to use it after I work out. It makes it simple. It's easy. I feel good. My body, like I feel good. Cause I know all, everything that they're putting in there is organic, um, plant-based it's tastes good too. <laughs> it's one of those things you're like, yeah, I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm eating, it's like I'm eating celery juice. Oh, I'm gonna like slam this down. It actually like is enjoyable to eat, which is a good, a good thing and a key thing for maintaining long-term health. Yes, and like a healthy lifestyle. That's something I always personally struggle with. Um, because I do love food, but I do find balance and having this awesome product, and they've been such a great partners to us. And because of this partnership, we do have 20% off for you to try. So if you haven't done it already, please check it out. Go to organifi.com slash real moms, promo code real moms for 20% off. And now we will go into Beverly Hills. Um, we kind of had a perfect segue into this because we were mentioning sharing more about your life. Um, uh, maybe because, and I know like I think every woman, I've said this before you don't make it to like your mid thirties without having a friend who struggled with infertility or pregnancy loss. And you don't make it to your mid thirties without having a friend who has shared struggled or is still struggling with, uh, an eating disorder. And I think I just have a really hard time the way the women talk about crystals eating disorder. It's so, it just comes across as like kind of condescending in a way, like, have you gotten help? Like, well, yeah. duh. Like, <laughs> I wish she would be like, listen, oh no, I don't want to fix this thing that's taking over my life. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Of course I've gotten help. Like, well, I I just uh, hate it. Erica's like, don't you just want to put this to bed? I'm like, do you know nothing about an eating disorder? Like, it's not something you just go see a therapist and then you're done with. It's kind of like Chanel Ion. Like, it's not like she sees a hypnotherapist. She's like, okay, I'm going to suppress this and I'm going to forget about being, you know, mutually gentle. Like, what is it? I mute my having my genitals mutilated. Like you're not just going to be like, okay, now I forget it. I mean, no. Crystal struggled with this her whole life. She's not going to go all, all of a sudden go see a therapist and be like, oh my God, I don't want to throw up anymore. I can put this to bed. Uh, yeah. And I mean, Erica's shown insensitivities the whole time. Like the whole laxative conversation. I know 
this was a couple episodes ago, but I was on maternity leave and like, I was cringing watching. I'm like, it was wildly inappropriate. And she's not been called out enough for that. And if crystal was more of a confrontational type person, I think we would have seen more, but I mean, someone described it to me. uh, I think during Jackie season, someone mentioned to me, like, think about alcoholism um, and people, you know, having that addiction with alcohol, but with an eating disorder, you have to eat food to survive. Yeah, and you it's can't something just... that you can't, it's very hard to just not think about it. So it's, I can imagine, I have a lot of compassion um, for anyone listening who has struggled in the past or is currently struggling. I do want you to know that um, you will get through this. Um, and I hope you have a good village, a supportive village, unlike some of these assholes who keep grilling Crystal, which I, I just want Crystal so badly to kind of like, I don't want her to like break down by any means, but I kind of want her to be like, leave me alone. Like Tamara, that's my opinion. Like kind of that energy. (laughs) I almost wish too. like, I hope that like they played the scene of her with Rob and like, shout out to Rob. Like maybe not the world's most attractive husband on housewives, but heart of gold. Like he's, I think like, um, it's a little different, but he has like a PK effect. Like you see him and you're like, mm, okay. But then you get to know him. You're like, oh, I get it. Like, I see why she would marry him. Uh, but I hope they show that scene and I hope the women feel really, really bad. And particularly Rena and Kyle, because Rena has a daughter who struggled with eating disorders and she's talked about it. And Kyle has shared that she had her own battles with it. So I feel like they should have, like, as the women were talking about it, they should have said something like, hey, it's it's really not on us to tell her what therapist to see or like she's going to have to go on this journey herself. And all we can do is support her and ask how we can how we can be there for her. Like, I feel like one of them should have said something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, so then we get to run as the run of beauty party. Ugh. It's like 70s theme. I did like, as I was watching this and I know they have parties on the show all the time for just them, but watching this, it felt like weird to me that this party was really just the cast. <laughs> well, in her story for why she's like, you know, my first one had to be at Crystal's house because of COVID. And then I, I was like, I thought that was more just like Crystal trying to be nice. Like your launch party couldn't happen because of COVID. I want to have the girls together. And then she's like, COVID's back, you know, it's COVID again. So we have a venue and we have a theme, but it's going to be the same people. I'm like, oh, we've had like at Garcelle's birthday party. It wasn't just the housewives. Like you could have had people. I would have wanted to, I just felt like to me, I mean, maybe this is, you know, me being conscious of the money probably spent I'm like invite people, <laughs> invite yeah, people, but they all went all out on the outfits and then they sit down and then the show kind of begins um, in terms of the drama and Garcelle. I thought Diana, so after they're talking about, you know, the, I think they were talking about the eating disorders. I, I forgive me if I'm not having the correct transition because the conversation went all over the place this episode, Yeah, but Diana's attempt of like trying to take <laughs> down Garcelle um, was very comical and just weird. It was bizarre. Also, why does she think, why does she think she's owed another chance? Like she kind of like was called Garcelle out on that group text on purpose um, like I did, I don't understand why Diana thinks she's like owed this second chance from Garcelle. And then when Rena was like, do you hear her? Do you hear like, you know, do you hear what she's saying? And like talking about coming from a place of love, like even Kyle in her interview, which I wish Kyle would have said it to her face. Like Rena, you're, you're not a person who comes from a place of love. Like, oh my I, God, I would have done everything. Like 
especially when Rena got heated for someone to be like, is this coming from a place of love? Like stop with the fucking therapy bullshit. Like it honestly aggravated the hell out of me because it's like, what, why are you going after like Garcelle like this? And thank God Garcelle can hold her own. Yes. In that interview, when she says, if you want to get to know me, you can Google me. I about like fell off the floor. Like Like, she's a queen. Like Like, she really is. I don't use that phrase often, but I'm like, Garcelle, you are, and then I have to say too, like the Kathy, okay. You can tell that Kathy and Garcelle are actually really close just by like the way, like Kathy was like, I'm going to call you later. You're gonna have to tell me the name of this charity. Worst charity name ever. That like, <laughs> like that moment of like, just like levity and silliness. Like we always talk about, like, that's what the show needs more of. Uh, I loved how they were all getting it wrong. Like homeless, that toothless, like it, it, it was so funny when they're like the toothless, the homeless, like it, it's the worst name. Like I get operation smile was taken. Cause that's for a charity for cleft palates and cleft lips. But like, we could have thought of a better name. Oh my, it was a horrible name. And I laughed when, you know, everyone got Kathy, it wrong as when everyone trying. was getting it wrong. And then, you know, Eric or not Erica Dorit and Crystal were like, don't laugh, don't laugh. I mean, I'm sorry. It's kind of funny. And you know, it's kind of not funny, but there mm, I say a little funny is that it has like a failing grade. Um, um also they spend, a um, they spend a million dollars on administrative administrative fees or administrative expenses every year. A million dollars. Mm. So look into uh, that. Some I mean uh, there's a lot more toothless. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but like of all the things to help homeless people with, I don't know if like giving them veneers would be my first thing. I like maybe a home, maybe, um, a, a food source, maybe help them find a job. Like, I don't know. I just, I get, it's a very great thing to do, but is it, I don't know if it makes the most sense. It seems very Beverly Hills. Oh, it's all about the appearances. Like we want our yeah. homeless people to have good teeth. Yeah. Like, like it's like very, yeah, it's for the, it's you need to have good, strong teeth for the food that you don't have to eat. Like I, that's kind of like, I was like, what are the, I mean, yes, you still need teeth, but I was kind of like, mm, can we help them get food first? And then, and then good teeth would be really great. But yeah, um, that, the whole, that whole thing was so comical. Um, let's like, I also, let's talk about what might possibly maybe be a little bit of the destruction of the Fox force five, which now it's, it's still five, isn't it? Or is it four now it's four. Um, I like the way they just all blindly defend each other. And I'm glad that like Sutton and Garcelle are calling it out. Oh yes. And I thought Sutton bringing up. So like Erica, like they started talking about the liability thing. And I thought Sutton was more than like, I, you know, Garcelle took the light here because of her comebacks were a bit stronger, but Sutton definitely held her own. And I thought she was very, um, had her thoughts together in terms of discussing the liability thing Yeah, of saying like, uh, you think I'm a liability bitch? Let me count the ways that you are actual liability. I was contacted by a lawyer, you know, all these different yeah. ways. And they do so blindly defend Erica. It's very, very annoying as viewers because you see in other franchises, um, you got to call out your friends. Like you are one of my closest friends. And if I was in the wrong in something, I would love for you to respectfully, obviously call me out. Yeah. You know? like, like, how am I going to grow as a person? I don't need to blindly always telling me like, you're right. You're doing the right thing. Like sometimes all yeah. of us do the wrong thing. And it means more coming from a good friend than a stranger. Like I'd much rather have you be like, Hey, I wouldn't have said that, you know, um, versus like, 
you know, getting a DM from somebody telling me that. And you'd be like, yeah, I was thinking that too. But, oh my God, why didn't you say something to me? You know? Oh so, yeah. A thousand um, percent. Absolutely. I just, they just, I just need, and like, you know, we mean that the alliances with the Fox four five needs to shift. They does. need to stop being so ride or die for each other and actually start calling each other out and siding with someone. And as a Kyle Stan, who's had a horrible season, Kyle, I'm looking at you. This is one way for you to kind of get yourself out of this damn hole. That you I agree. If she wants to like not be on a, the chopping block as an OG, or she wants to avoid what's happening with Roni, you know, I think she needs to find a way to get, get away from these women. And if I were her, I would be aligning myself with Garcelle and Crystal, maybe not Sutton. Like it's odd to me that she's picked Sutton as the one that she's going to get lunch with. Like I would be doing a lot more with Garcelle and I'd be doing a lot more with Crystal. I think with Sutton is like, she has fun with her, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think if we see more of that, it's okay. Like they talked about yeah. her day and they're like laughing at each other. So I think they just have fun and she finds humor in there. Um, one thing that was kind of ominous uh, before we got into the Aspen trip and, you know, talking about it is the Kathy Hilton and Lisa run of it all um, when they're talking about different houses and like where they want to stay. And then Kathy also having this side conversation when it came to homeless, not toothless, not wanting to get canceled. And I was like, oh my God, the foreshadowing here. I know. I was like, oh, Kathy, listen to your own advice. Like, it, I'm, I really want to see how this plays out. Cause we've heard the rumors that she says like horrible homophobic things. Um, it just makes me so sad. Like, I just, I really, it's like the Tyra Banks. We were all rooting for you, Kathy. Like why? why? I know. I'm but, very curious to see how it rolls out. So yes, you guys allegedly, um, Kathy had made a homophobic slur. Rena was apparently the only one who saw it or heard it. Cameras weren't filming. We saw, like, if you guys remember, like, while they were filming the whole Aspen trip, like, there were so many, like, ominous stories. I think Rena was <laughs> leading the pack on that. But we're like, what the fuck happened in Aspen? Like, people left early. Yeah. It, like, there were only, like, four of them at the end. Very bizarre. Very, um, very bizarre. So we will see what happens. And it is like, God damn it, Kathy. But we will see what happens. Um, and let's talk about the the moment of all moments that we were craving and waiting for. Erica versus Garcelle. Uh, I I mean, the line, even though we had seen it and we knew it was coming, she delivered it perfectly. Like, I don't have to make you look bad. You do that all on your own. And I like, I think every viewer, unless you are the blind Erica Jane stands, which, you know, there, there is a group of you. Um, we're just like, finally, like someone's finally saying the shit she needs to be hearing because everyone acts as if she's this precious victim. And like, she's gone through so much. It's like, you've gone through a lot, but like you've done and said a lot of shitty things. Even if you're completely innocent in this, the way you've handled it has been terrible. Horrible. And I, I do feel like Garcelle is coming from a genuine place. And I do think it's shitty. Like Dorit was like, well, you know, um, you say you're a concern. Um, that's a yeah. accent, but, um, I'm just like, okay, if you felt that way in the moment, why not call her out on it or say it? Like, yeah, they all said shit behind They all like Garcelle talked to Dorit and Kyle only about it. And clearly they both marched right back over to Erica and told her everything that was said. And like the game of telephone, like it was not said the way Garcelle really said it. Nope, not at all. And I genuinely think she was coming from a, like a good place. Like what is, I mean, aside, yes, it's drama for the show, but like really like what is Garcelle going to benefit from caring about her? But right. I just love that Garcelle like has no problem 
She's like, bitch, you and I like come like from the same cloth in the sense that remember how they bonded over being like, like, yeah, like that they have a harder exterior. Yeah. And like, they, they're not like, they don't get close with people until they really get to know them. And, um, I thought Garcelle was kind of like, I totally understand sometimes why you say and do the things you do. Like, like they both were, it seemed like kind of got a, could get along. Um, they could definitely get along, but it's like, you've met your match, Erica. Like she yeah. doesn't, she's not going to hold back and she's quick on her feet. And she's like, I don't need this friendship. Like I'm yeah. not going to go home and cry about this. So I fucking loved it. It was amazing. And even like Kyle in the interview was like, whoa. And like everyone, but that's when a moment where I'm like, I would love a Kyle Richards to be like, you know what? She's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Erica, or, you, you say, you say things that like don't, don't hit yes, right. And like, do and, you not remember the reunion? Like, you know, you, you just, you don't have a lot of sympathy and yeah. Like nobody has to make you look bad. You're fighting this on your own. Yes. And remember when you like called out or were incredibly inappropriate to ourselves, kids, like I'm yeah. she even brought that in there. So, right. Um, it was like, it's as much as we're chatting about Beverly Hills, I will say this was a strong episode because of, you know, some of the calling out and drama and some of the levity we received with Kathy and who what's to come. It does feel like Oddly enough, the season's going on forever. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay. shouldn't we be filming a reunion soon? I was literally thinking that this morning. I'm like, we've got to be filming this reunion soon, right? I think Andy just posted, like, give me your questions. questions. So yeah. I bet after Aspen, I bet we're like close to the end here. Yeah. But it's been a weird ride, I would say. It's it been has, really but I don't, weird. I don't know what I think of the season yet, but um, we'll see. We'll see how it ends. Uh, let's go to Atlanta, though. Um, what? <laughs> What a wild episode. Um, okay. First of all, the fact that Kenya was so late to everything, like is really comical to me. I know she claimed it was like because of family stuff, which I don't think that was the case at all. Um, but I just like, wasn't she like, she was an hour and a half late for dinner and just strolled in. Like it was no big deal. That to me is like the epitome of housewife. Oh, it's like so funny. It's funny. Like Atlanta this season I think what I've enjoyed watching it is the drama is like so petty. Like it's like over like such petty things. Yes. Kenya not being on time. I thought Sonia like in her interviews coming for her and saying like, she's using her family drama as an excuse was pretty shitty. Like I'm like Sonia girl, like as your first time season housewife, if you're going to say these type of things to some of these girls who will eat you up, like you gotta gotta be be ready. And that to me was really shitty. I don't think that was, I do feel like, Kenya, as we've watched her, lover or hater, I do think when it came to her family, she so badly wanted it to work. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, oh, okay, but, let's talk about this race. Oh, before we talk about the race, I want your take on Marlo versus Candy and how I Marlo tried to try to break the ice by mentioning Portia and okay. the Rolls Royce. Okay, that like the whole thing was just seemed so stupid, and I felt like Marlo. I love her. I don't know. Like, I feel like her fights, the way she's getting involved in them and things she's saying, you're like, wait, no, that doesn't, that's not necessary. Or it doesn't even make sense. Like when she was trying to call out Candy and Todd and their relationship and Candy's like, I didn't even know Todd yet. Like what you're like, what you're talking about doesn't make sense. And then Todd called Candy country and that he didn't want to get involved with her. And, but then she's claiming that like Todd brings nothing to the marriage. And I like, that she picks her mom over her man and all this. I, I was just like, Oh, Marlo, but the Rolls Royce, um, 
It, it it actually kind of made me laugh though. No, it's like funny. Like, and then Candy like had nothing. Like, I will say, I'm like, say what you want about Marlo. And I said this last week. Someone's getting Candy activated. And Candy yeah. as a housewife, like I do think she's a great housewife, but in terms of drama and like she kind of gets to coast by a little bit and like slightly stirs a pot have a few funny interviews, but we haven't really seen candy activated and I'm kind of here for it. So, um, yeah, I wanted your take on that, but yes, let's get to the race. Uh, well, it just, first of all, Marlo won <laughs> with her boob out and all <laughs> that, like, I was like, what a commitment. And what, like, as a very competitive person, I'm like, what a competitor, your boob is out <laughs> and you are continuing to run. Like I had so much respect for Marlo in that moment, because I don't know if I could have, like, I can't run with my boob. I can't, I can't work out if I don't have like my sports bra on. Like I couldn't imagine, like, I, I don't know. I just like, I like that extra support. The girls I, were flying. And her, her girls were just like <laughs> flopping in the wind. Like they were, I don't know, maybe they were helping propeller, you know, maybe that's how she won. Oh my God. It was so funny. And then then, like Drew, oh my God, her fucking injury. I'm like, I thought when we, in the foreshadow or not foreshadowing, like the previews of this episode, I thought she like heard it like while she was running. No, Um, not (laughs) like afterwards, which makes it kind of (laughs) worse. I also love when production did that video and they showed her in her boot and they said, not like not the leg she's claiming is hurt now. Like production was like, basically like, yeah, we're not going to let you float by saying like you re re injured yourself. You created this, um, which I, it made me laugh. I will say though, I think overall, like I'm enjoying parts of Atlanta. I still feel like we're missing magic with the cast. And I don't know if it's like, I don't think it necessarily means like Portia and Nini need to come back, but I don't think Drew and um, Sonia were like the, were the best ingredients. No, I, I agree with that. I think it's been, you know, I, I do like Sonia. I don't know that she makes a great housewife because she just doesn't know how to like, she stirs the pot in the worst way. Yeah. <laughs> and she like fails at it. Honestly, like you're good as an Olympian and you, you know that, yes. but she just kind of like falls flat a little bit. So, and even like, you know, the whole, like her shoot that she's doing and how the like women missed it. But then I love seeing like Kenya and Sheree, like on that boat ride wasted and having like a runway show. And that, that was, was like, like funny. to me, I made a comment to on our note about this, like watching that. I'm like, this is like the ultimate girls trip Kenya that we got. Like I missed that. Like, I feel like the reason why everyone loved the first ultimate girls trip so much is because we saw a different side of Teresa. We saw a different side of Kenya, you know, like we just, we saw these women actually be like caring and nice. And you can understand why they actually have friends. And I saw glimpses of that silly carefree Kenya that we saw on ultimate girls trip and that I loved her on ultimate girls trip. So yeah, like when she took the mic, like she was cracking everybody up. Oh, it was like, so it was so funny. And then we end the episode. I mean, uh, Sheree and Kenya kind of get into it with Sonia and then Sonia husband like stands up. I actually hate when the husbands interfere. And like, if as avid housewives viewer, we all know how that ends when the men get involved, it's like, I like think back to the PK seasons when he would get involved in the fights. I just don't like it. Like I get on one hand, I get like Todd because he was directly being called out. Like when he commented, but I just, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I I don't like it when husbands get involved at all. And there was no reason for him to get involved. Like except 
I'm saying what? this. Sorry. I'm going mid thought, except I did think Bill needed to defend Jennifer Aiden. I was going back to that. Oh yeah. That's right. yes. Yes. That I was think there different. are times. Yeah. That was different. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah. I think there's no, that there are very few times and this was not one of them where a husband should get involved. Um, but yeah, that part. And I'm curious to see how it plays out to see like how involved he gets, but I, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I also just don't, I really don't think they, neither one of them should be on the show, particularly Sonia, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's a week in housewives. It was so good to be back. And as always time for our shout out, neither one of us has shared who we're shouting out. So Vanessa, who's your shout out? My shout out is you. Oh, um, my shout out is you. You're back. You're killing it. Mother of three. Um, you guys, Abby is an, ama- I mean, I, I'm going to get zappy, but she is an incredible <laughs> fun, an amazing person. And she has so much to give in her heart, even when she has this little new human, um, that she's growing, well, growing. These are horrible he's, words that I'm using, but you're, you're he's growing care. on his own now. Yeah, but yeah, I know that you're taking care of, but I just want to commend you because I always feel like you can somehow do it all and also be present for those you love too. Well, thank you. Gosh, that's so sweet. I am giving my shout out to all the kindergarten teachers of the world. Um, I, my son, I dropped him off for kindergarten for his first day yesterday. Um, and I shared on our stories, like the sweet poem that the teacher gave us for the night before the poem she gave me when I dropped him off with the tissues, which honestly, I didn't cry until I read that poem, which was after drop off. Like I dropped him off. Um, he had gone to his classroom and then I was like going through my purse and I was like, oh yeah, what did this teacher hand me? And I started reading it and that made me cry more than anything. Um, but I just think kindergarten is such a sweet, precious age, but there's, it's such a challenging time for a teacher. You're preparing them for school, for getting, like having them be more like academic, a little less play focused, but you also have to help them. Like my son goes to a private school. So like has to help them learn how to like put their belt back on after they go to the bathroom. And, um, they still, it's five is a weird age. Cause there's like, you see signs of them being independent and acting like an older child. And then there's still glimpses of like the toddler phase that weaves in there. So I really respect and applaud all the kindergarten teachers because you love our kids and you have them at such a pivotal age. Um, and with that, thank you guys so much for all the support, um, the support throughout my pregnancy, maternity leave. Like you've all sent me so many sweet messages, but also just supporting us. We really, really do appreciate it. We talk about it all the time. You guys like with your reviews and comments, like it really means a lot to us. Um, and if you could keep them coming, that would be great, especially with BravoCon coming up. We're hoping um, that we can get some key Bravo lubs on the pod. So uh, an easy way to support us, subscribe, hit five stars. It takes 30 seconds, leave a comment. If you'd like to support us uh, monetarily, go to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo, and you can join our Patreon for $3 a month. And with that, we will both catch you next week. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're a body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. 
Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started?